0: All right, thank you so much, my good friend, Pastor Mike. And greetings, everybody. Always a joy to be here at Good, Good Hope. The hope is good. Coming in January shall be good. (laughs) It's not a bad thing to suffer for Jesus, right? (laughs) Must Jesus bear the cross alone? So it will be good to come here and suffer for Jesus in January. So it's really my joy to be here, and thank you so much for your investment in New Vision. It's really a joy to have been voted in as a number one home in Jamaica. That's really a whole lot, and we are so thankful for the partnership, and also for the vision of Pastor Mike. You know, many years ago, I thought he would have chosen a different home, the City of Refuge. But he's, you know, he decided to go with New Vision and he's stuck with New Vision. And so does a good hope for Cloquet. So God bless you this morning. My wife is here in Cloquet, not in this service this morning. She didn't want to hear me preach again. So she stays home. So I have you. You'll have to hear me this morning, but not my wife. All right. But, you know, I, I really yesterday, you know, I spoke in the first service. That was a Saturday evening service. And uh, most of the time, I just do one service now back home. So having to do three services, I have to be careful that I leave enough gas in the tank to cover all the services. All right. So I'll basically coast along this morning, trusting that our hearts will be richly blessed. As I told the group yesterday, I will tell you this morning that if there's ever a time I believe that God has given me a word but this church, it is uh, this particular weekend. With that being said, you have your Bibles quickly. The book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 14. And the verses are 13 through 15. Exodus chapter 14. The verses are 13 through 15. And it reads, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which He does the Lord will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. No need to fight. The Lord shall, and the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore cries thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Go forward. I want to challenge us this morning on the topic God's message to a people standing on the brink. God's message to a people standing on the brink so just to bring a bit of context to what I've read you understand what took place in the land of Egypt that after several plagues sent by God that um, Pharaoh decided to let the people of God go and after they left they came to the Red Sea and when they looked behind them there was pharaoh and his army behind them but there was the red sea in front of them and on either side of them there were mountains on the one hand it's difficult to go back from whence you came because you are remembering the suffering that you faced from whence you came but there's also a challenge in going forward Because you look ahead and you don't know what you will face ahead. You can't run to the left because there are mountains on the left. And you cannot go to the right because of what is there. And therefore you are on the brink. And when you are on the brink, if there's ever a time you need a word from God, it is now. When you're on the brink, you don't want to hear from anybody else, but you really needed to hear from God. As we look at the text, Israel, the entire nation was at the brink and they needed a word because without a word, you are going to make the wrong decision. Before they got a word from God, they told themselves, why not go back to Egypt? And many a times, that's where we are. Without a word from God, we make bad decisions. We make wrong decisions. Israel was about to make a bad decision. They were about to make a most destructive decision because they fear the future. They fear going forward. They fear stepping off the brink. And they thought they wanted to return. But God spoke. And when God speaks, then he will relieve our troubled minds. I believe that there are so many of us from time to time that life really pushes us to the brink. You know, we face so many things. And we stand at the brink. And it doesn't matter how many people are around us at the brink. We feel as if we are all alone. And there are times we wonder, where is God? I am standing on the brink. I don't have a partner. I don't even believe that I have a supporting church. I don't believe that my friends and my families are supporting me. I don't believe that my spouse and my siblings are supporting me. And I really need to hear something. Somebody needs to speak because I am at the brink. When you're at the brink, there are two choices. I can step off or I can turn back. But what is God saying? There are some people, their challenges are pushing them to the brink. While there are some people who are running away from the brink. But the bottom line that we will see later on, what is God saying to us when we are at the brink? Should we make our own minds up? Should we make up our own decisions? Or should we wait on God? I hear David, he puts it this way. He said, I shall lift up mine eyes towards the hills. Then he asks the question. He said, from whence cometh my help? I believe that at the brink, all of us need to know where our help comes from. Because if we don't know who is our help and from where our help comes from, then we are going to make decisions that will not only ruin our lives, but it can ruin the lives of many, many people. As I said before, brethren, that life has a way to really relentlessly pushing us to the brink. You know, one argument after another argument, negatively, it pushes us closer and closer to the brink. You know, financial problems pushes us to the brink. Family crisis pushes us to the brink. One more task, one more assignment, one more expectation pushes us to the brink. Work-related issues and problems pushes us to the brink marital situation pushes us to the brink a death of a loved one a death of a friend a death of a relative pushes us to the brink sickness diseases sufferings sorrows abuse loss disappointment discouragement criticism loneliness emptiness all of these pushes us The brink. But as I told you before that, when we are at the brink, we need to hear from God. At the brink, there's no time to lean on our own understanding. As the Proverbs tells us, in all trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, and lean not to your own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. I want to tell us today that we serve a God who is great. That we serve a God who is mighty. That we serve a God who is all Powerful that we serve a God who is all knowing and everywhere present and ever loving. We serve the eternal God, and if He can't control us and protect us, then nobody else can. We serve a God who will preserve our lives, oh men. When He say that He shall preserve us when we are going out and when we are coming in from this time forth and even for? Evermore. So therefore, we need to stand in him. We need to walk in him. We need to live in him. Amen. At the brink, we can lift up our hands with a worship and with a praise, knowing for sure that our God is able. Standing at the brink. As I said, there are many of us who are standing at the brink. There are many of us, life situations are pushing us. And because life situations are pushing us, there are many of us. We are not just walking to the brink, but we are speeding to the brink. But why are we running to the brink? We are trying to escape. There are so many turmoils. There are so many heartaches. There are so many pain. We don't know what got him there, but maybe he walked to that brink. Maybe he ran to that brink. But something pushes him to the brink and many a times what is happening on the inside your closest friend do not know, but you have a friend who is closer than a brother. You have a God that you can call upon in the nighttime hours, in the daytime hours, in the morning hours, at noontime, because his ears are not weary. Hallelujah. His ears are not weary, and he's always waiting for the people of God to call. He said that I shall be a very, very present. Help in the times of trouble. Do you have heartaches? Do you have pain? Are you worrying? Are you troubled? Your God is more than able, hallelujah, to rescue you. He's more than able to give you comfort in the times of your pain, in the times of frustration. Your God, my God, our God, He is able he is able so you know many years ago Kirk Carr he penned a song that I love because we need to understand that when we are standing at the brink it could be the brink of your breakthrough it could be the brink of a miracle in the case of Israel when they stood at the brink it was not the brink of disaster It was not the brink of destruction. It was the brink of a breakthrough. It was the brink of getting you from your past into your future. But they stood at the brink and they did not know. And they started to say that I wish to God that we were back in the past. I wish to God that we were back in Egypt. I wish to God that we enjoyed the things that in Egypt, that we I want we want to enjoy the things that we enjoyed in Egypt, but they had not known that they were at the brink of a breakthrough. My brothers, my sisters hear me it may be what you're going through you can be at the brink of a breakthrough it can be at the brink of a miracle it can be the brink of a deliverance but you have to wait on God the scripture reminds us that they that wait upon the Lord They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When we stand at the brink, we need a word from God. I refuse to go forth. I refuse to go back until God speaks. Because when he speaks, something will happen. The troubles of my mind will go. The problems of my heart will vanish away because your God is a Hebrew. Hallelujah. He's a loving and kind and compassionate God. Amen. The writer reminds us that He's higher and than the highest, he is greater and than the greatest and nobody can ever take His crown away. He remained all times undefeated, undisputed, and champion. He is the King of all kings. He is the Lord of all lords. He's the Alpha, the Omega, my Redeemer, my Creator, and He's more than able. He's more than able. He's more than able. He will either hold your hands and pull you back from the brink. I will take your hands and say, "Hey, we are going to do life together." Don't you love Him? Don't you love him? Hallelujah. One writer declares, I love him too much to fail him now. At the brink, you can fail him, but our love for him must surpass everything that we think about. So Kirk Carr tells us, he says in his words, I almost let go. I almost let go. He said, I felt like I could not take life anymore. My problems had me bound. Depression weighed me down. But God held me close. I say to somebody, open your mind, open your heart. As you stand at the brink, allow the everlasting arms of God to hold you close in the midst of your pain in the midst of your heartache in the midst of your confusion in the midst of your frustration just open yourself and let the loving kind arms of God hold you close hallelujah he will never leave us nor forsake us we can leave him we can forsake him but he's ever by our side because he's a kind and loving father that will never leave us alone even at the brink he is there he held me close in my darkest moments he held me close when my father and my mother forsake me he held me close when my spouse gave up on me He held me close. When my sibling backbite me and criticize me, he held me close. I'm at the brink, but he held me close. I almost gave up. Depression weighs me down. Mentally, I was a wreck, but he held me close. We need him at all times, but more so when we are at the brink. So Kirk Car continues. So he said in, in, in the first verse, he said that, you know, my, my, my problems had me bound. Depression weighed me down. But God held me close. So I would not let go. God's mercy kept me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How many times you knew it was not your political connection? It was not your family name. It had to be God. How many times have you been there and you look all over, you look around, and you knew this could not be me. It had to be God. I was sinking deep, but my God, look at me. No, it had to be God. He held me close. So I would not let go. The second verse said, the second verse said that. the second verse tells us that he was, he was right at the edge of a breakthrough. A breakthrough that he just could not see. So on the one hand, it's frightening and fearful. But on the other hand, it's really a breakthrough. But I just could not see it. The devil had me bound and he blinded my eyes. But God held me close. Held me close. You're walking in some blessings today and you knew it was not your choice. You know, what new vision is seen today? It was not my choice. I remember when Pastor Mike came to Jamaica with um, Ryan for the first time. I took them not to New Vision. I took them to City of Refuge. (laughs) I thought that this would be the place that they would have chosen for good hope. But they said, no, let's go. Let, Let us select a new vision. And today we are seeing so many blessings there. All because somebody was at the edge of a breakthrough. But I could not see it. I could not see it, I could not see it, I could not see it. Now we have the initiative of the land and the farmers and we are farming and the kids are happy and government came in and said, hey, you guys are number one. We had so many homes because at times we are at the hedge of a breakthrough that we could not see. There are several of you here this morning. You are enjoying some blessings, but you knew it was not your initiative. It's God. If you had to make a choice, you would not have made that choice. But today you're enjoying it because God stepped in. God has a word to every person on the brink. But what is God saying, Michael Grant? Well, as we read in the text this morning, we saw that the first word that God told Moses, he said, tell the people, fear not. Wow, fear not. Because fear is not of God. Franklin Roosevelt in 1933, the nation of America was crippled. Did the great depression, all that was happening. And he came out a man who was physically challenged. Speaking to a nation that was crippled with fear. And he said, the one thing you have to fear is fear itself. Fear can torment us, cripple us, you name it. So Moses came, had a word from God. And he said, Fear not, fear not. But God, I look behind me, I see my enemies. I see the people who had me in bondage. I knew what I've been through in Egypt. I knew what my sons and my daughters have been through. I look in front of me. I can't go any further. I look to my right. I can't run. I look to my left and I can't run. But in the midst of your problems, God says, They're not. Oh, God, do you understand what I'm talking about? Are you living down here? Do you see what I'm going through? And God said, hey, I am God. I almost speak Jamaican. and say, me a God. God says, I am God and my word to you is fear not. Now, in the midst of the war in Ukraine, if uh, the president of America says to Ukrainian, fear not, ah, that's not much. Man, don't you see what's happening around us? But you know, when you get a word from God, you can take it to the bank. Are you understanding me? When you get a word from God, you can take it to the bank and the interest will grow. You will benefit from it. So in the midst of takes and pain, in the midst of frustration, in the midst of Agony in the midst of saying what is gonna happen? Will we die in the wilderness? In the midst of all of that, I hear is God saying, Fear not. He come to tell somebody, You're on the brink this morning. You don't know where to look, you don't know where to run, you don't know where to turn. God is saying, Fear not, I have it, and I have you. Come on, don't worry. A thousand shall fall by your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But I am God. Amen. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Amen. All those who rise up against you shall fall. Hallelujah. Because he that keepeth Israel neither slumber nor sleep. God is your maker. God is your creator. Hallelujah. The sun shall not smite thee by day. Nor the moon by night. He shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. He shall be with you when you are going out. And when you are coming in. And that is the God who is saying. Fear not. Fear not. You will understand that. Fear causes us to worry. Fear causes us. The fight among ourselves. Fear causes frustration. Fear causes us to isolate ourselves. Fear causes us to make rash decisions. Fear causes us to make horrid decisions. Fear will causes us to spew out false accusation. Fear is an enemy. But the Bible tells us that God hath not given unto us the spirit of fear but of love and of power and of a sound mind. So in the midst of their confusion, standing at the brink, God says, fear not, fear not. Now, but not only that God said fear not, but secondly, he said, tell the people to stand still. Stand still. Now, when you are in such a position, you want to run. You want to hide. The last thing you want to do is to stand still. At the brink, your knees are going. At the brink, your heart is racing. At the brink, questions passing through your mind. So follow me, all the emotions. Your knees are nervous. Your heart is racing. Your mind grabbing onto a million questions. And you can't find the right answer. And God says, stand still. Stand still, because to hear him, it is critical that you stand still. It's critical that your mind is at the right place. It is critical that your heart is at the right place. You see, the brink is a serious place to stand. It is a place from which we like, like Israel want to run. In some cases, there are some people and they're at the brink, there are some people who run to the brink, but there are others who just let me end it and step off the brink, while there are others who want to run away from the brink. But God is saying, you're at the brink, and I want you to stand still. What drove you to the brink that you at? What are the confusions of your mind? What are the questions of your heart? What are you grabbing hot? What are you grabbing hot? God is saying, just wait a minute. Give me a chance. Stand still. Stand still. Stand still because I have something for you that you have never seen before. I have a place to take you that you might have heard about, but you have never been there. I have a revelation to reveal to you that no man can ever give it to you. But before I do it, I want you to get you at a place where you block out everything else. And allow me to have my way in your life. But stand still. Stand still. As I said before, it's not easy to stand still at the brink. It's not easy to relax at the brink. It's not easy to have your the Starbucks coffee at the brink. Pfft, sip It's not easy to have your hot chocolate at the brink. It's not easy to have a Big Mac or a burger at the brink. Now, when God is in it, you can rest, you can sleep at the brink. Because he has given you a word. He has given you a word. What is that word? God says, Moses. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Why are you crying? I want you to tell the people that they should not fear. But I also want them to stand still. Because I know for sure that they are fearful of where they are coming from. And they are fearful of where they are going. Amen. They are fearful about the mountains. They are fearful about the Egyptian army. But hey, I am God. I am in total control. I brought them to this far, and I will never fail them now. There's somebody in the house. You're wondering, Am I gonna make it? Will my bills be paid? And God has brought you this far, and He will never leave you alone. He is with you. Stand still. When you go to your bed, still worship God. When you have a meal to eat, still lift your hands and worship God. God says, stand still but thirdly he didn't just say fear not he didn't just say stand still but he says I want you to see I brought you here for a purpose I brought you to the brink for a purpose I want you to see I want you to see the salvation of God we're about to see what we have never seen before." But don't pull yourself back from the brink. We're about to see some miracles. But don't pull yourself back from the brink. Be reminded that every miracle starts with a problem. Every miracle starts with a problem. At the brink, you are facing problems before you. All around you, problems. But if you want to see a miracle... If you want to receive a miracle, if you want a breakthrough, you have to stand at the brink. So God told Moses to tell them that you are going to see the salvation of God. Brothers and sisters, God has got you into this because he wants his glory. He wants to magnify himself and in the process, you shall be magnified. He wants to show you what nobody else can show you. He wants to give you a deeper experience than when you get Out of this, you can say, look what the Lord has done. You will not glorify Moses. You will not glorify Aaron. But you can lift up your hands with a worship, with a praise, with a hallelujah, with a thank you, Jesus. And you can declare, look what the Lord has done. He brought me to the brink, but he has brought me over. Hey, you are going over. You are going over. You are going to get out of this. It's messy. It's confusing. It's frustrating. It's a problem. It's a burden. Well, you are going to get through this. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Hallelujah. His rod on his staff they comfort me even at the brink, even at the brink. Your God, my God, our God is not just Habel, is more than Habel. Paul puts it this way What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress? our perils, our nakedness, our famine. He said, nah, in all these things, we are accounted as the sheep for the slaughter. But nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. I don't know your condition. You might be disappointed. You might go into a serious illness. You are at the brink. You want to run. You want to hide. All kind of thoughts are coming through your mind. But God says, fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of God. The Egyptians, you see today, you shall see them no more. God has a plan for your life. And that's why he brought you to the brink. You might believe that it is somebody who has been pushing you to the brink, 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 pushing you to the brink. brink. But when you see his salvation, you are going to know it was God. He has a plan. He has it all figured out. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to talk with him. Hallelujah. You know one hymn that they sung way back when. It says I come to the garden alone. While the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I heard falling on my ear. The son of God discloses. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me. I am his own oh at the brink he tells me I am his own others abuse me others thrown me out others give up on me others call me a no good but he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other as ever known, I stayed in the garden with him. Though the night around me be falling. but he bids me go to the voice of woe. <laughs> His voice to me is falling. He walks with me. He talks with me. Hallelujah. He is with you. He will get you through your crisis. He will get you through your Red Seas. The army behind you that is pursuing you will not hurt you because God has a word. As the prayer team comes this morning, bow your heads with me and be reminded be reminded, He's able. He is able. You need prayer. You're at the hedge. You need clarity. You need wisdom. Let the team pray with you today. Pastor Mike, will you come and just lead us? Hallelujah. Standing on the brink.